0: Alright, we are live. Hello, hello. How's it going, everyone out there? What is up? Steven Ignoramus here. Welcome to Call Me Ignorant, episode number 14. What is today? 528-2019, 1031pm, so pleased everyone could be with us. Call Me Ignorant is a live conversation show, whether with an interesting content creator, an expert in a field, or with a fellow human being trying to spread a message. Call Me Ignorant will try to solve the problems of the world, conversationally speaking. We are streaming live right now now on YouTube, Twitch, Periscope, Mixer, DLive, and Picarto. If you can't catch the show live, you can find it after the fact on the above-mentioned platforms, also on Bitchute and freedomscoop.com Call Me Ignorant is also available in, co- in podcast format on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean. You can find me on Twitter at IgnoramusSteve or send me an email at StephenIgnoramus at gmail.com. Topic ideas, possible guests for the show, and things that I can look up are much appreciated. My guest tonight is Steffi Cole. Steffi is a YouTuber, a bookworm, a promoter of liberty. You can find her on Twitter at, and Instagram at Steffi underscore Cole and on YouTube at Steffi Cole. I'm really excited to talk to her tonight night how's it going tonight steffi
1: hey i'm slightly exhausted yeah
0: (laughs) so you just came from the justin amash town hall right
1: yes i was just driving two hours home from that that's awesome while recording a youtube video on my commentary from the town hall so i was definitely multitasking
0: (laughs) that's cool was that it was
1: so worth it
0: were you live streaming from your phone or just recording a video
1: no, I kind of went back and forth in my head. Should I live stream? Shouldn't I? And I don't have unlimited data on my phone. So I know I would have killed my data usage. So I'm like, uh, uh-uh. uh and then tons of other people were live streaming. I think I was in a bunch of people's live streams. People said they saw me. So, I mean, that's fine. I can always watch theirs. Why do I need my own?
0: <laughs> that's cool. So you, it was a couple hours across, uh, across state, right?
1: Yeah, so I I drove two hours, and then the actual town hall was supposed to be one hour from 5.30 to 6.30, but it ended up being two hours because Justin Amash is just that awesome, and he just kept taking more and more questions, so I was cool with it.
0: (laughs) So you're a big fan of his?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I am just so honored that he's here in Michigan with me.
0: So, yeah, I don't really, uh, sadly, don't know that much about the dude, and we'll definitely uh, talk about him later. Uh, But before we get started, uh, can you share with some people kind of your background and how you got into Liberty and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm born and raised in Michigan, and I started getting into Liberty back in, I would say, like 2008, 2009. My boyfriend, he started going to a business school. And so He would teach me everything he was learning in his economics classes and so you know whenever he had a test he would go over with me like the housing bubble or you know Mises whatever it might be and so I would debate with him actually because I voted for Obama in 2008 so I was definitely not libertarian yet so finally after uh, pushing those ideas into my head more and more it came to me and I went to a uh I went to a Tea Party rally, actually, in like 2009 or 2010, um, and then from there, I got introduced to the Ron Paul movement, the revolution, I went to some of his rallies, and then I, I like Gary Johnson when he was running for president, and then Austin Peterson, I discovered him, got super involved with the Freedom Ninjas, which is Austin Peterson's group, and volunteered for his campaign. And then he lost, and now I'm kind of on my own. You know, I'm just seeing where my liberty journey is going to take me. I'm just cool. trying to do my own liberty self care right now, teaching myself.
0: Did you say the Liberty Ninjas? I've never heard of that. Actually, I'm a fan of, of Austin Peterson, but yeah, I've never heard of that. What What is that all about?
1: Well, it's kind of evolved. It used to be a uh, closed group called the Freedom Ninja Army. And then we moved to Team Liberty, hashtag Team Liberty. Okay. And so both are still in existence. So you can join both of them on Facebook.
0: Really? Okay, yeah, I'll check mm-hmm. that out. That's cool. I'm big on liberty yeah, it's groups. Just, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just a really supportive group of liberty-loving people. And they're honestly the ones that motivated me to truly dive into the liberty movement. If it weren't for all those people around me, I, I don't know if I would have done it.
0: So you said that you uh voted for Obama in two thousand eight. Uh do you mind sharing who you voted for in uh twenty twelve or twenty sixteen?
1: Yeah, so I, I voted for Gary Johnson both of those times. Okay. I wanted to vote for Ron Paul in 2012, but obviously he didn't make it past the primary.
0: Okay. Gotcha. All right, sweet. Yeah, I voted for Gary Johnson in twenty sixteen and I don't know. I don't think I voted in twenty twelve. I kind of am ashamed of that, but there it Uh-oh. is, you know, yeah. Yeah,
1: 2016 was a real dilemma for me Mm -hmm. uh, because I just felt like none of the candidates were people that I really liked. Um, Gary Johnson had thrown Austin Peterson's gun in the trash can. I mean, I just really didn't like anybody, but I felt I had to vote with my libertarian values.
0: So uh, one thing that I... uh... Try to ask all my guests because i'm trying to kind of get people's background on this is what was talking about important issues in in politics culture like growing up for you like at the dinner table or things like that Mm -hmm. you you and your family talk about these kind of things
1: um not really but uh the one thing that really does stand out is that we did not talk about guns i mean shooting was a no-no so i never shot a gun until i was in college okay So that definitely sticks out to me. I also remember in seventh grade, I was very, very upset when Timothy McVeigh was put to death. I somehow was against the death penalty at that young of an age. Hmm. I don't completely understand why. I just remember being at the at a restaurant, actually, and I was like, you know, yelling at my dad. I'm like, why does he have to die? It's not right. I don't know. But I guess I had my opinions back then.
0: That's interesting. yeah is the um and the libertarian party is opposed to the death penalty correct is that a stance of the lp i think it is
1: um i'm not sure but i'm more pro-life okay so that's more republican Mm -hmm. i would say
0: yeah yeah cool uh
1: so yeah so just my pro-life side is against the death penalty and abortion okay now when i was a a gung-ho libertarian i was for abortion and i was probably for the death penalty too at some point
0: and so, are you a uh, part of the Libertarian Party now, or like small L or large L Libertarian?
1: <laughs> right now, I'm small L. Yeah, I was large L for one year. So, from 2017 to 2018, I was actually the development director of my local party chapter. Um, I kind of, I kind of got pushed into it because no one else really wanted to do it. Cool. So, I made nice. a cute little donation can, and I did my job well. I made a little T-shirt a t-shirt store online to raise money for the Libertarian Party. Wait. But yeah, after, uh, after starting to volunteer with Austin Peterson, he was running as a Republican. I just got some backlash from the Libertarians because they didn't like that I was supporting a Republican. So I realized I just kind of want to go out on my own. I don't want to be tied down to one party. I want to support whoever I want to support yeah, and not feel bad about it mm. or have to justify it.
0: Yeah. That's a, yeah. You know, I, you know, I don't know. I'm definitely small L if I had to pick a side, but that's, you know, that's the one thing you got to ask all libertarians, like what type of libertarian, are like, cause you mm. know, there's so much infighting. I mean, there's infighting in any group, but it's, I don't know. You see a lot of memes that are like, you know, the thing that libertarians like to do the most is fight and, Wobbly, yeah. you know, so I don't know I got to ask.
1: And yeah, I mean I definitely got bullied for mm. sure, you know, because I was supporting a Republican. So I, I didn't want to deal with that. I don't want to feel bad. I still have the same values that I I've had all along, mm. my libertarian values.
0: Mm. Interesting. Yeah, so um I don't so you said you voted for Obama in 08 and so were you kind of a democrat? What was your leanings, you know, Um, I don't, know. were you ever exploring, you said you went to a tea party rally, I believe. And, Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, were you, were you ever registered as a Democrat or Republican or anything like that? No,
1: no. I, I remember at the time in 2008, I was very moved that there was an African American who was going to be president. Me too. So I really appreciated that diversity. Um, but honestly, I knew nothing about government back then.
0: <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I think a lot of people felt yeah. that way too. Yeah, it was like, yeah, black dude won. Awesome. You know, that's mm-hmm. yeah, that's basically how I was too. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I lived in Michigan at the at the time too. I was living in, in East Lansing, so uh when when he won in 2008, it was like yeah. a big party. But you know, I didn't know. Yeah, anything. and
1: I also come from a Jewish family too. And typically, I don't know if you know, but Jewish people tend to be Democrats. Mm-hmm. I'm not really sure why. I don't know if it's the whole pro-Israel stance. I'm not sure. But I just kind of grew up with family and friends that were mostly Democrats.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why that is either, but um do you have any like strong thoughts on on Israel now or uh I don't know, do you think about that no. as a Jewish person a lot? Yeah. We could talk it's all day a, just about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a funny story. There's this thing called the Jewish News locally where I live hmm. and I I had seen an article where they were bashing Ron Paul, and this was many, many years ago when he was running for president. And, you know, they were just saying he's an isolationist and cutting him down because he didn't want to, you know, financially help Israel. And so I actually wrote a rebuttal article in the Jewish newspaper many years ago. Yeah, because I was like, that's not right. You guys are spreading misinformation. And so I just said, he's a non-interventionist. He is not an isolationist. Hmm. And so obviously I'm, I'm in support of Israel. I'm, I'm in support of any you know country. I want them all to be successful, but I don't believe that we should put our people there. I don't believe that we should put our money there. Yeah. It's just not our business.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Do you still have a, I don't know. Do you still have a copy of that, uh, that uh, rebuttal, like on your computer or anything like that? people read? I do. Cool. Yes, That'd I do. I, I had
1: posted it on Facebook, so I'd have to find it, but
0: yeah. yes. Cool. So do you, do you? have you been write, writing for a while? Do you do like a blog or anything like that?
1: No, writing is actually not, not something I really do much. I more so do graphic design, um, computer things. So I used to do web design back when I was in elementary school mm-hmm. i made a beanie baby website so that's where i first got my graphic design <laughs> and web design skills
0: beanie babies huh that's mm-hmm. cool yeah so i mean we'll yeah. we're, we're gonna talk about your like twitter and instagram later in the interview and uh i mm-hmm. definitely noticed that about you. you put a lot of art art and memes and and i don't know photos up there uh mm-hmm. do you do all the memes and stuff yourself
1: not just, no yeah. not the ones that you see nowadays yeah. so much i, I do tax those or steal those so to speak um i make graphics but my graphics look too professional for Mm. memes okay so like i had made the graphics for austin peterson's campaign and so those fit my style more but i don't know memes are just it's a it's a different way of of making things i just my brain is not wired that way to have that kind of humor naturally so it it's extra challenging for me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If they're too professional they're yeah. They've got to be a little bit like dirty, rough, and mm-hmm. like uh, internet-y. Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Cause I'm too much of a perfectionist. So I, so I'm like, Oh, this line is, you know, not straight enough, but that's not how means are.
0: Right. <laughs> cool. So, um, it says, I don't know. I read earlier that you said you're a promoter of Liberty. I, I know you mentioned a couple of things, but do you do this out in the community at events or is that just uh, I I don't know.
1: Yeah. Why, how are um, you a
0: promoter of Liberty? <laughs>
1: Well, in Michigan, there aren't too many events for me to attend. Uh, where I live, it's pretty Democratic, you know, lots of Democrats here. Right. Um, but like tonight, I went to the town hall for Justin Amash, and I had gone to some parades for him uh, after the summer. So if there are events, absolutely, I would be a part of them. Um, I participated a lot in Missouri events when Austin Peterson was running hmm. for Senate. I flew out there three times, actually. Just so that I could you know be present, cool. but um mostly, my liberty promotion is online, yeah, yeah, I really like the social media marketing aspect, so I love just pushing out ideas, candidates, products. I think it's super fun,
0: nice, yeah, that's cool, mm-hmm. yeah, um, so like you know, this is a question I ask to most people that are you know independents or uh libertarians, do you think the um Government would function better in America if it was, you know, three or more party system, like maybe not necessarily by law, but just by norm a little bit more. You know, do you think that.
1: I feel like more parties just makes things more complicated.
0: Mm.
1: I don't even like parties, honestly. I think the people should just run. Why do we even care what party they're from? Just be a person, say what you believe in, Mm. and I don't need to title you. You know, like I don't want a title, you know, yes, I am libertarian leaning and those are my values, but you don't have to call me a big owl libertarian. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. definitely what I like asking a lot. Yeah. It's just these big groups and it becomes like super tribal. So mm-hmm. searching for an answer there would be kind of some, I don't know. Government is yeah. so bad at finding answers though.
1: But I do think with the system we have now that, the smartest thing to do as a libertarian is to run as a Republican. Mm. That seems to be be the ticket in the door. That's what Ron Paul did. Justin Amash, Thomas Massey. I mean, mm. they're all libertarians, definitely. Mm. But they're Republicans.
0: Yeah, That's a good point. It's, I think it's called like the Liberty Caucus. Is, is Amash part of that? Um, but that's in the Senate, I believe. That's like Rand Paul and I don't know how, who else is in that.
1: The Republican Liberty Caucus? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think they may be part of it. I know at least some of them are, if not all.
0: Okay, gotcha. So, um, yeah, so we were originally going to do this at, at 9 PM Eastern, but it, you know, we started at 10:30 and that's fine. I'm actually glad that I at I'm, I'm actually glad that you went to the town hall, Justin Amash's, yeah. uh, uh, Amash's, uh, town hall. Cause you know, I really want to pick your brain on that. Um, but so you, I don't know much about him. Um, can you give me mm-hmm. or the listeners a little background on him and where he comes from and what is, you said you supported a lot of his stances. So what's the deal with mm-hmm. him?
1: Yeah, so the first time I ever saw him speak was in 2012 at a Ron Paul rally. So he was supporting Ron Paul. And I've just always known him as a a person who loves the Constitution. He's super principled, super honest. He's basically in that trio, you know, like Rand Paul, Thomas Massey, and him. And Ron Paul, obviously.
0: <laughs> yeah, So I, Ron Paul's the man. <laughs>
1: I mean, tonight, I learned so much more about him just by being in his presence. You could just truly feel how good of a person he is and how kind his heart is. I I didn't see that, you know, the first time when I was at the Ron Paul rally. But tonight, when we actually, I was literally sitting right in front of him. I was in the fifth row. So it was, I, I was staring him right in the face.
0: Cool. (laughs) I've never, I've never been to a town hall either. Like, so, so he spoke for a little bit and takes questions as well. That's what a town hall is, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So first he had opened it up, obviously, you know, talking about the Mueller report and and just kind of talking about his ideas again on that, which it's so complicated. I Mm. mean, to even recap all of the things about impeachment and the constitution, I need to do a lot more studying myself. And I think that's why so many people just don't understand his stance on the Mueller report because people haven't read it. It's 448 pages, I believe. Hmm. And, uh, and the constitution is just so complex to understand. Hmm. So people don't truly understand impeachment. Yeah. But yeah, so after he talked about that, then he kind of opened it up for questions. Obviously people kept coming back to the, you know, impeachment again, but, um, I mean, we had a, a person who was worried about climate change. There, there were some MAGA people, you know, that voiced their concerns very bluntly, you know, wearing MAGA gear. Um, but Justin Amash was so respectful of them. He was just like, you know, please, please, you know, let's be respectful. So I, I love that about him. And, uh, yeah, pretty much everything was on the table. I mean, they talked about health care minimum wage, immigration, anything and everything, even vaccination, all that.
0: Cool. You took yeah. you took notes, right?
1: <laughs> I did. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I awesome. did. I was like a, a little journalist, even though I have absolutely no experience in that. So I, I definitely uh, jotted down lots of quotes that he said, and I started tweeting them out because I got really excited and cool. I had to share them. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you said earlier that you're uh, planning on doing like a video on it or something like that, like a recap. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I tend to do like review videos or or my thoughts on my experiences, almost like a vlogging review. Kind of. That's my style.
2: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, I'm going to be putting together the videos I took at the town hall and the pictures I I took along with my commentary and just put it all into one just so you can kind of see my thoughts and my experience.
0: Yeah, everyone out there should definitely subscribe to your YouTube and uh, uh, I'll be away. I'll definitely check that out when it comes out and I'll, you know, give it a thumbs up.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that.
0: So, I mean, the, the, you know, I I've definitely heard Amash's name, you know, since getting into libertarianism, but definitely in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I, all I really know about him is uh, and tell me if I have this right. He came out in favor of impeaching Trump. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, say, after yeah.
1: reading yeah. the Mueller
0: report. Yeah. He, he put out um like a you know a thread about it explaining his stance and stuff like that. And but um I don't know, is there anything I'm missing there that you want to explain for people or um anything that, you know, is notable. Well the that?
1: the one thing he said today, if you read any part of the Mueller report, he said read volume two because you are going to be appalled by the conduct that you see in there. So, I'm actually curious to kind of see volume 2. I don't know how long that part is specifically. But I mean, I guess I guess Trump was violating the public trust and that is something that's impeachable. So, again, I don't know all of the nitty-gritty details cuz it is it would take hours and hours for me to actually study and and learn it.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. So so you would I don't know, so you do you support Trump being impeached or do you basically trust Amash or kind of what's your stance on that? And it's up to Congress, of course.
1: I trust that uh, there was a lot of deception, a lot of lies, a lot of hiding things. I trust that. I trust that there was a lot of manipulation of the American people. So absolutely. In terms of impeachment, I definitely would have to, you know, understand more, you know, who can you impeach and who can't you impeach but um it certainly sounds valid based on what justin amash is explaining so far
0: gotcha um what are so what are your i don't know if you like one thing i like asking people is is you know if you ask someone if they like trump or not i mean that's just basically an on off switch but if you were to um if you're to kind of rate your thoughts on Trump zero to a hundred, I, I I've been saying lately that my stance changes a lot and I'm like at a 42 out of 42 to 45 out of a hundred. Like I hate the foreign war stuff, you know? Yeah. So, you know, what what are your, how would you rate him thus far?
1: I would say, I want to say like 50% because mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, eh. yeah. <laughs> but I mean with, with the whole wall thing, the bump stock ban.
0: Yeah. Oh, boo. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, the negativity he spreads on social media. He he called Justin Amash a loser. I mean, he's just so disrespectful. What kind of example is that? There was someone in the crowd today saying like, you know, what example is that to my children? You know, it's it's just not right. Mm. So. I think it might be a little below 50 as well at this point. Yeah. yeah He's just sure. rubbing me the wrong way right now. Yeah. The more I learn about him.
0: I mean, it's most people, but mo- most people I think that the people that don't like him would, uh, you know, most people I know that don't like him would say a straight up zero or like a negative 50. <laughs> so, like, you know. Oh, yeah, you know. no,
1: I don't see things black and white. So I do see things on a spectrum. Right. Because there are some good things about people like like Tulsi Gabbard, for example, she's a Democrat. But I like how she wants to end the drug war. I like how she wants to end the wars overseas. Obviously, she's for universal health care. Don't like that. So Mm -hmm. I'd probably put her at like 50 percent as well, you know, because there's things I like. I think she's kind hearted. But then there's a lot of things I don't like that are very liberal. Mm.
0: Yeah. Someone in the chat said, uh, you, you guys think that's bad. Try dealing with Justin Trudeau.
1: <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. 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 I, I don't think I'd make it in other countries.
0: Yeah. yeah Justin Trudeau's rough. <laughs> what was the, um, what was the most interesting thing about the town hall?
1: Well, for me, maybe it's cause I'm a girl, but it was just seeing the people around me and and just feeling all their personalities. I mean, Justin Amash just remained so calm during everything. And that's just one thing that I never realized about him. I never knew he was just so chill Mm. and so easygoing. And I also made friends with people around me that were like complete strangers. There was this man in his seventies next to me and he was all worried about the next generation, you know? And he's like, I really hope, you know, things go okay, you know, in this next generation. And I said, it'll be okay. Mm. I was like, there is a group of freedom fighting young people and it will be okay. And that was the first time I've ever said something like that, but I truly feel it.
0: Sweet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How many people were there? Like in a theater or something like that?
1: Yeah. So there were balconies. So there was the main floor and then there were two balconies above that. People started filling in, you know, the floor above us. I don't know how far back they were, man. I'm not very good at counting, but I would say several hundred people. Definitely at least. Nice. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely want to go to something like that. I mean, I live in DC, so there's a fair share of events. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> yes. I would love to go to Monticello, Mount Vernon. Mm. Those two places are places I need to go to next.
0: Yeah. And I think that the LP is in um, somewhere in Virginia. It's somewhere close. Yeah, the NRA Probably. is close. LP is close. There's a lot of <laughs> stuff, yeah. But
1: YAL actually just moved to Texas. So uh, YAL is not in DC anymore. Okay. <laughs> I just right. learned that the yeah. other day.
0: <laughs> Sweet. Oh, well, yeah. Anyway, so, I mean, that's pretty cool you came from there. And I, I don't know. That was – a. It's and I'm, I, like I said, I'm glad we did it 90 minutes late because, you know, I wanted to learn about that and learn about the – I definitely want to review Amash's like the Twitter thread he put out. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's like a recording of the town hall. I definitely want to see what there
1: is. I mean, there are so many people live streaming that thing. I'm sure you can find, you know, from some news outlet. Mm. I'm sure they recorded it.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, I didn't have this in our show notes, but if, uh, you know, if, if, if so, if you were to vote for president today of the people who, who are running, you can't write someone in, who would you vote for?
1: Who's running as a libertarian? Do we have a candidate
0: yet? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I just interviewed a dude named uh, Keenan Wallace Dunham. Uh, he's uh-huh. announced for 2020 as a libertarian. He's not like high profile, <laughs> but he, he went yeah. to the uh, he went to the convention last year, and I know I know he's running. Um, that's the only one I know who's li- who's running as a libertarian. I mean, it's still relatively mm-hmm. early, I guess. I mean, it's not not that early. It's you know a year and a half. Yeah. Now. Um. But would you probably just vote for whoever libertarian is? In the mix
1: at this point, probably so, just because of all that I've learned about Trump, especially from this Mueller report incident, I just feel like he's not to be trusted. Mm. I mean, regardless of if he should be impeached or not, he's just a not a very nice person,
0: yeah, gotcha.
1: what mm-hmm. about and so
0: you've mentioned Tulsi earlier uh that's that's m- kind of my pick a- as a Democrat, I mean, at least she's anti war Uh, What if you couldn't vote for Telsey? What what Democrat?
1: (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, it's so rough. (laughs) I mean, we have Beto, Elizabeth Warren. Oh, Yang. Oh, man. Oh, Biden.
2: Yeah. Oof. Uh,
1: I guess Biden, he seems to be the most safe. Mm. But I really don't know. I, think, I would just, yeah. I would just be an anarchist and be like, I'm not voting. Sorry. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I tend to think at that point it'd be like Yang, even though I'm not a fan of UBI, I think that'd be horrible. <laughs> or Amy Klobuchar because she wouldn't get shit done. <laughs> just like slow. I don't know down. too much about yeah, that. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's just so many at this point. I mean, I know there was the guy from Starbucks. I don't know if he's still running.
0: Oh yeah. I don't even know his name yeah most of them i'm just like who like john hickenlooper who like
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. oh good good oh gosh what's his name i knew how to pronounce his name the one that gig oh what's his name budaj 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 yes
0: <laughs> yeah there's a video of him uh like running down the street today i don't know if you saw that but i didn't yeah, he's like spri- he's like sp- i don't know you should look up this video it's really bizarre he's just like running through the street of a uh, of a uh, of a neighborhood it's really weird
1: Hmm. well I'm sure that became viral and a lot of people shared it which is probably the thing he was trying to do
0: yeah so anyway I mean are there any other thoughts you want to share on the town hall or on Amash or anything like that
1: he just stressed how important it is that we're kind to one another and spread love because that's what keeps liberty going. Mm. Without that, with negativity and hate, that's what crushes liberty. Mm. So I was I was truly touched by that. I mean, again, I'm a girl, so like I almost wanted to cry when I was in the audience and like he was saying all these things about, you know, just being nice to one another and you know, and he was talking about the free market and the constitution and he was just singing everything that I think about so it it was, it was really nice and motivating for me at least.
0: Yeah. And I noticed he was looking in pretty good shape, you know, he was looking kind of jacked. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he seems to be doing very well.
0: Yeah. Sweet. All right. Let's talk about your channel and your online stuff. Um, so, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, you like doing, uh, like reviews and kind of vlogs and stuff like that. Um, so you, on your YouTube channel, you reviewed a couple books on Liberty and, you know, you read from the declaration of independence, pretty cool. So mm-hmm. well, uh, what made you start to, you know, what made you pick that as a focus for your YouTube channel?
1: I actually got into it by accident. Okay. So as I started reading books, you know, I wanted to gain more knowledge because I felt like I was ignorant, you know, like I talk about policies and whatnot, but I didn't truly understand. So I read human action, and I had made a video just saying, Oh, hey, guys, I read it, you know, I'm really excited. And then I read some more books, and I made videos, because I wanted to share out what I was learning, because that actually helps me learn better to Mm. solidify the points, you know, that I'm reading. Okay. So I started like reading quotes, you know, from my book, you know, on video and sharing those out, or I would, you know, type quotes on Twitter. And so anywho, I had made one video that was over the two minute 20 second time limit for Twitter.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: And so I was like, Oh no, what do I do? I can't share this and I don't want to cut it. Mm. So I'm like, Hmm, maybe I should make a YouTube channel so I can share this. So I did that that night. I became a YouTuber randomly, mm. just naturally. And then I just started, you know, doing all of my reviews on YouTube and just sharing them out that way. Cool. Yeah.
0: Do you have like a favorite? Do you have a favorite book that you've reviewed? Um, I don't know. Did you, uh, uh, Human Action is Hayek, right?
1: Uh, Human Action is Mises. Mises yeah. Okay. So, So that's an 885-page book. Hey, that's hey, like no. a... Yes, it is a YOLO book. So if you want a book to read, I compare it to, um, so Economics in One Lesson, have you ever heard of that?
0: That's uh, Hazlitt, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. So I I have
1: personally, I haven't read that one, but I guess Economics in One Lesson is like, you know, the easier version of human action. Mm -hmm. So some people just read that instead of human action. But I compare Economics in One Lesson to indoor skydiving. And human action is like outdoor skydiving, right. like jumping from a plane. Gotcha. It's just the all around experience. And you feel like you just climbed a mountain after you're done with it.
2: Mm. Sweet. But um,
1: I, I would say my favorite book is actually the one I'm reading now, Founding Gardeners.
2: Mm.
1: Actually, I don't have it next to me. It's over there, but I won't walk and get it. Yeah, um, but yeah. So it, it's about how the founding fathers loved gardening and agriculture. And that was like their true passion. Really? Yes, Whoa. yes. Ben Franklin, George Washington, Madison, Adams.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's intense. Thomas Jefferson. I'll check that out. I mean
1: they yes, they all love touring gardens and they would they would swap seeds like even overseas, you know, to other countries, England, Paris. I mean, yeah, I love it because I love gardening. So cool. It's the perfect combination.
0: Nice. Um, what else? Uh you, you only have that you only have like 15 or 16 YouTube videos up, right? Or not that that's like nothing, but you know, I've oh, done, yeah. I've done 200 this year, so I'm just I, like, you know, I do like every day. Um yeah. but what else have, have you reviewed on your on your channel?
1: Um I reviewed unplanned the movie.
0: Okay. Oh, so that's, wow. That's a
1: movie about abortion. Yeah.
0: How was that? Um, How was the movie?
1: It was really good. It yeah. was extremely eye-opening. Yeah. I know that it was kind of closed down on social media. I think they had yeah. like shut down the movie page or like banned it temporarily. Um but they really tried to keep it out of the spotlight. It pretty much showed what abortion looks like. I mean, it showed like the suction device suctioning out the the body, yeah. you know, all the blood and yeah, it was gross. Yeah. So I, I definitely got a visual from seeing that movie. And I, I was already pro-life, so it really didn't change me. It just gave me more of a visual to reference in
0: the future. Hmm. Oh, so you reviewed that and you reviewed Hamilton too, right? Mm-hmm. Cool.
1: Yep. I went to go see Hamilton in Chicago for my birthday. Okay. So I, uh, I really enjoyed that. I, I'm not a fan of Alexander Hamilton because I think he's, he was a nationalist and, you know, for big government, but it also had George Washington, Thomas Jefferson in the Hamilton musical on stage. So that was good enough for me. I got to still see the people I like.
0: <laughs> um, so you, uh, what other books, like, do you have any other books or authors that you'd recommend to people? Like, what's your favorite kind of stuff?
1: Um, well, right now I'm trying to get through the classics. Mm-hmm. So I'm not cool. sure if it's yeah. exactly, like, my favorite. I still have yet to get through everybody. So, so far I've read Mises, Hayek, Friedman. So I don't actually like Milton Friedman as much as I thought I would um, because he's from the Chicago school. I'm more Austrian yeah. human action. Mises he's Austrian. You know, he's all about free market. Don't let the government intervene, but Chicago school that allows some government intervention. Like Friedman was okay with the federal reserve actually helping to pump out money. Okay. So some things didn't sit so well with me, when I was reading free to choose by Melton Friedman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, but I want to definitely read Rothbard. Yeah. And I'm going to be reading 1984. I, actually, I still have, have my package. I, I don't open my packages until I'm done with the book that I'm currently reading. So uh, I smart. will open this. Yeah. yeah. Cause I get all excited. It's almost like Christmas, you know? Okay. So that I can like do an opening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> What, yeah, so uh,
1: 1984
0: is in there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I've read that one. It's. Uh, have you read uh, Brave New World?
1: No, I haven't. Uh,
0: I don't know. I, it's kind of a. You know, it's kind of a not a debate online, but but it's like between which one are we living in right now? You know, 1984. Or which one are we closer to? 1984. Brave New World. Yeah.
1: I think the sad thing about school is when I used to be in school, I hated reading because I was forced mm. to you know, read books that I didn't like. And I feel like I probably read Brave New World, but I just didn't get it at the time.
0: Hmm.
1: Like I read The Great Gatsby and probably a lot of those classics, but I can't remember them.
0: Right. Uh, What did you study in college?
1: I studied social work. So I have a master's in social work.
0: Gotcha. Sweet. I'm a college. And
1: that might might have been why I was more Democrat too, because social Hmm. workers tend to be more liberal, you know, they like, you know, more of the welfare programs.
0: Okay, where uh, where did you get your master's from?
1: I'm not going to say not that. So, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry.
0: Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. That's one of the things that's weird about the internet is you never know where people's like line is. You know. Yeah, but of. I
1: did. I did get it in Michigan. So okay. all my schooling has been done here in Michigan.
0: Okay, gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I didn't last in college. Wasn't. <laughs> I didn't really. Have my, nah, I'm a out. Yeah, I didn't have my head my head on yeah. straight. Yeah.
1: But, you know, you don't need a college education, you know, to do a lot of things, you know, like the liberty movement, for example, you know, I don't have a degree in political science. I don't have a degree in marketing, but I'm, you know, diving into both of those things. You can learn from experience Uh. from volunteering. That's how I learn a lot. Like when I was volunteering for the Austin Peterson campaign, that was better experience than school ever could have given me.
0: Yeah. That's so how'd you get linked up with that? Did you just like send an email uh, and volunteer or how that happened?
1: No, it took a lot of hours and dedication. So I uh, just naturally started tweeting out about Austin Peterson and uh, just started making graphics like quote graphics when he would be speaking. And so I just kept doing that more and more and then, I think he started noticing that because I was very persistent and I wasn't really trying to get anyone's attention per se. I just enjoyed doing it. I was like, Hmm, I'm going to help. This is fun. You know? So, so yeah. So then I just kept naturally volunteering and, and doing those things. And then I, I was able to start making graphics for the campaign, but I was a volunteer. I was not paid during any of that.
0: Cool. So you've, you've met Austin Peterson
1: yes yeah he's yes. a very
0: very interesting guy have you met him no 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 okay. i just check him out online i would love to meet him uh but yeah, yeah I th- well i think he's hilarious first of all uh and i, I i'm definitely dr- drawn to people that are you know have funny twitter game uh and i really i I, you know, I like almost everything about him he's just a fascinating guy
1: yeah he's he's pretty much exactly how he seems to be he's he's so so smart oh my gosh you could talk to him about facts you know history politics anything cool he could he could teach you so much new stuff
0: it, so so how do you, how long you volunteered for him in uh 2016 or when do you are you still active with that or is that you not do that anymore
1: um so let's see so i saw him at hillsdale college in 2016 yeah, right after the election. So when Trump won, I went to Hillsdale College in November 2016 and Austin Peterson was speaking about why Trump won the election. And that's when I found out about like the Freedom Ninja Army, so I I started, you know, becoming active in there. It was basically just people posting about liberty and and just chatting with each other. And then um yeah, so then that's when I started becoming more and more involved but once the campaign was over, obviously, my official volunteering was over, um, I still just like to promote his stuff, as with a lot of different, you know, companies, too. Yeah. Like, 1776 United, I'm a brand ambassador for them. Yeah. So if I ever, like, wear their merchandise, if you click on my link or use my coupon code, I can make money from that.
0: Okay. Okay. That's what a that's what a brand ambassador is. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you, you get a It's slice called of the affiliate pie. marketing. Okay. Same
1: with um Liberty Classroom. Just by buying a Liberty Classroom membership, you become an affiliate. And so if someone clicks on your link, then you make money from that. If they buy Liberty Classroom.
0: Cool. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's interesting. Yeah, I've never yeah, I never knew what the actual deal with that was, or like, you know, are you you get paid, yeah. you get a cut. Yeah, cool, nice. It's like it's work. really
1: not yeah. very much. You know, it, it's it's very small portion. So, in order to truly make a living on something like that, you'd have to have like thousands of followers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, there's some Instagram models that probably make a lot of money from that stuff. Cool.
0: So, you, what made you? I don't know. um, What gave you the idea to like read from the Declaration of Independence? Was that just the idea you had one day and? Yeah. I typically
1: do things on video that I want to learn myself.
0: Okay. And
1: so doing them on video just helps with my learning process. So I was like, hmm, I want to understand the Declaration of Independence. You know, so, so I ended up reading it out loud. And that just truly helped me understand, you know, why the colonies were so upset at Britain. Hmm. I mean, Britain was, was so bad to them. So basically it listed all the things that Britain did to them. And, uh, so yeah, it was just more so the learning experience. I just like, I truly believe that education is key. So that's what I'm trying to do is just spread knowledge to others and myself.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's a good call. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm trying to do here too is, uh, you know, Ooh. it's kind of why I picked my last name. You know, I just, uh, you know, it's kind of tongue in cheek, but I, you know, if I can learn about stuff and show other people stuff, and, you know, like, mm-hmm. it, and it's almost, it kind of works cool like that when you do it for selfish reasons. Cause if you're interested in something, especially something like the Declaration of Independence, there's got to be thousands of people out there that want to learn about that too. So, yeah, I don't yeah, know. And but...
1: we all have different learning styles. So I think the trick is you have to figure out how others like to learn too. Mm. You know, so. If you want to get like a huge following of like you know a hundred thousand subscribers, I mean I don't know how to get there quick, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's the challenge.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But I'd say just just do what you love, be passionate about it, and and the people will come.
0: Mm. Yeah. So you also uh, you also sing too. Right? I saw you you sang the uh, Star Spangled Banner. That was a cool video. Oh
1: yeah. say yes, yes I do. <laughs> um, I was in choir from like third grade up until senior year of high school. But the funny thing is, I would never sing to other people. Even though in second grade, I claimed I wanted to be a singer because I enjoy singing songs to other people. That was a lie, (laughs) Um, but it just sounded good. I'm like, oh, I want to be a singer. So yeah, I would just sing in my car, sing when I'm alone, but no one actually heard me until I sang on live stream with Austin Peterson for karaoke. Really? during his campaign yes
0: he's sang. so too? like
1: yes he's okay. sang. he's yeah he was a, a music theater major really so yeah he's he's a big singer as well yep so like my mother she was back at home while i was on this live stream and i guess she was crying because she has like really never heard me sing <laughs> so wow. it was a shock to everyone they're like you sing i didn't know that
0: do you guys sing at the same time or do you guys each do one song i'm interested uh, in this yeah
1: <laughs> austin and i we did duets.
0: okay all right yeah what so song? we sang like yeah.
1: cruising right. uh a whole new world sunny and share and what else did we sing oh um from greece Uh some a having a blast
0: standard mm-hmm. yes so do you have like a fa- favorite style of music do you like music musical theater a lot like what kind of stuff are you into
1: um oh well i love music i was always a warp tour girl nice all right even though i look very dorky and i've always been extremely dorky i love the music that makes me feel like i'm on a high mm. like the adrenaline rush music so warp tour i started going there in 2003 i was i was only a teenager and uh and i went for years and years after that and Finally, they ended now they're having a 25 year reunion for Warp Tour.
0: Whoa. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm actually not going to it. They have three different shows. There's one in um, at the Rock and Roll Music Hall of Fame in Ohio. So that'll be in June. Cool. Yeah. But the tickets were all sold out when I looked. So I'm like, well, I guess I'm not going to that. So
0: (laughs) is it still uh, like sponsored by Vans? Those I shoes. think so. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm
1: a Vans fan for sure. Oh. Um, but I also, I like EDM music. Yeah. So that music takes me up to another level. I mean, Warp Tour music is awesome, but EDM, Skrillex concerts, Dylan nice. Francis, Marshmello. Yeah. That seriously is. I don't know how to top that. That's my yeah. challenge. Is how can I top that experience?
0: Yeah. You've seen Skrillex before
1: yes yeah, two times
0: yeah i've seen him like i five even traveled six, to yeah. chicago to see him nice but
1: he he didn't come out and and meet anybody you know i was in vip actually so i was like oh maybe i can meet him mm. now
0: <laughs> yeah i used to go to like uh bonnaroo and jam band festivals when i was younger I've Seen Skrillex mm-hmm. a bunch yeah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and voice. now
1: he doesn't even like perform anymore oh really well, he's not really on tour. He'll mm. perform at, like, random nightclubs and mm. in, in Asia and stuff. He's over in Asia a lot. Okay. Yeah, but um, I also like country music, too. But I think country music is boring to watch at a concert.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really – I don't think I've ever been to a country concert, but – yeah Yeah, i know the last one
1: was rascal flats and that was such a turnoff they used to be my favorite band and they turned into not my favorite band after that concert
0: (laughs) sweet yeah (laughs) country's funny i mean the good the good stuff is good the bad stuff is bad that's Mm -hmm. all music though (laughs) Yeah, yeah exactly well, yeah, I mean, definitely everyone out there should check out your channel. And uh, I don't know, like de- definitely when you, you review books and read from the decoration, that stuff's pretty cool for educational purposes and definitely respect there, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm also going to be releasing a cooking video where okay. I make uh, basically historical recipes.
0: Really? Like, yeah. What, like yeah. what? Yeah.
1: Well, in my next video, I will be making Calvin Coolidge cornmeal muffins. Okay. So, yeah, I just look up <laughs> recipes from long ago, so it's like the original, and it just makes the experience so much cooler, because you're like, wow, you know, this person actually ate this. This is what it tasted like. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Wow. You could, uh, you so could, it's super you could, neat. Yeah, so like it's Calvin Coolidge, who else, uh, so he actually made these corn, like he made, that's his recipe?
1: Um. Well, it's the recipe he and his wife came up with. Cool. Yeah, they ended up getting a recipe from um, Northampton, Massachusetts um, because he's from New England. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he got that recipe, brought it down to the White House so that the White House people could make it for him. So I don't know if, if his wife or the White House staff made him his cornmeal muffins.
0: Do you know about uh, powwow chow? No. Powwow chow what is, is – uh, okay, so you know how Elizabeth Warren, you know – you know essentially fabricated that she was a native american and she uh-huh. said one of the reasons she knew that uh one of the reasons she knew she was a native american is because his, her grandmother had a recipe called powwow chow that was published oh in a, in, in a uh, cookbook 50 years ago or something oh, like that dear. Yeah. Yeah.
1: that's really sad
0: it's rough yeah <laughs> so that's cool yeah i'll check out that video when it comes out
1: yes It should be coming out in two weeks now because I'll do my Justin Amash video this week.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, I wanted to ask you about something that I saw about a month ago. So you um, put out a meme or a question that said uh, it was like, uh, name a food you flat out refuse to eat. And it got Mm -hmm. retweeted like thousands (laughs) of times. What was that like?
1: It was completely shocking. I mean, I really don't know what's that great about it. Yeah. I remember I had said I didn't like cilantro in a tweet many months ago and nobody seemed to care. So, um, it turns out that like some bots were taking over that tweet. So like all of these like foreign people from, I don't know, Africa or some other country just started retweeting it and it was literally like lagging up my phone. It was just constant. So I had to turn off the notifications wow and it just continued for a few days and then it finally stopped (laughs) i honestly i don't know what happened i don't know if somebody tried to i guess promote that tweet or why just that one in particular
0: so you don't know why other than it might have been like some bots or you you don't know why Mm -hmm. that one took off other than Mm -hmm. your your you know what you suspected
1: (laughs) no no that's so funny you know it's like you could take you know, hours and hours thinking up the best tweet in the world. And you're like, okay, this is going to get retweeted so many times. This is epic. And it gets retweeted like once or something. And then you have this, this other thing that you think nobody will care about and everyone loves it. So it's, there's no recipe for success. Sometimes it just happens by accident. And who knows if I'll ever have an episode like that ever again.
0: Yeah. That's hysterical. Like, so you mm-hmm. you woke up with a bunch of new followers too after that, or?
1: Um, I think it added followers, probably. So, okay. Yeah i I don't really remember. I just my phone was so lagged up at that point. I was just I didn't even want to look at it anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah that's you said it perfectly earlier like you you can you know you can plan out a tweet for days like you can Mm -hmm. uh some current event can happen you can be the first one to respond with like the most witty thing but you know naming a food you won't eat is the one that did it
1: (laughs) yeah and then i was thinking i was like oh maybe i should you know just keep riding this wave of success here i'm like maybe i should do like a live stream video of me eating cilantro you know i was like oh this could go viral but then I'm like, hmm." (laughs) meh. do I really want to eat cilantro? No.
0: So it's that's, that's your food. You won't eat. It's cilantro. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's the smell. Ugh, just like smelling it. I ate it one time. I was trying to eat it for detox. Cause I, I know that it's, it's good for like detoxing your body. And so I had eaten it plain without salad dressing or anything. I was just like eating it like lettuce. And it was just so disgusting that it just grossed me out forever.
0: Wow. Yeah. Never again. Never thought about that. Yeah. I don't know if I could just eat it like it was lettuce. Yeah. I don't
1: mm, know. No. So, so now I- when I even smell it, I'm just disgusted. <laughs> what
0: was the, did you, um, did you read all the replies or like, did you try to read as many of the replies to that? as Like, what was the weirdest one that people won't eat?
1: Oh gosh. I don't even remember. Like, like I said, I just started not looking at yeah. that tweet anymore. I'd have to go back and look. Um yeah. I mean they were such strange people too. I'm like how does a bot have such good responses? It's mm, You know, because these people truly they were like from another country. They probably did not even speak my language. So, I don't know how they even knew to respond with anything.
0: That is so the internet is so bizarre. Mhm. Yeah. It's so hard to trust it too. Like I'm always like is that a person? Is that a bot? Mm-hmm. Is that a scam? Like
1: Especially on Twitter yeah. because it's a public platform, hmm. so a lot of people like to stay anonymous, so their names and their profile pictures are not them,
0: hmm.
1: even though that's what you identify them as, you know?
0: Yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so – when I saw that a month ago, I was like, I got to ask her about this because, like – it. it- <laughs> Yeah, it, you, if you look at your Twitter, it's like you know I don't know how many likes, like fifty but, to a hundred. Wait, right, no, like I, I don't get
1: anything like that. Yeah. Never, no, no.
0: Yeah, so most of what you do on Twitter is like is not art, but it's things like memes and questions of like that. Like, how long have you been on social media?
1: Well, I started Twitter um, back, I think, in like 2014. I'd have to look at the date I started, but it's because I had an Etsy business. I used to make jewelry and hair ties on etsy all right. All right. and so i first started learning about marketing by opening up social media accounts so i had like an instagram for my etsy business and a twitter and i had oh gosh there's all these different ones that like nobody uses anymore um so yeah i forgot about those um gosh i don't even remember their name anywho so yeah so i started using twitter then and then i converted my twitter page to a liberty page mm-hmm. so it used to be called hugatize which was my business and now it's called Steffi cole
0: yeah yeah cool yeah so you get a lot of interaction oh, when you ask oh, it's sorry. a
1: tumblr tumblr tumblr's is that what like it
0: was the, it's it's kind of like a blog kind of like a. yes Yeah, that's
1: what i was on i was experimenting with that and yeah. i thought it was so stupid so i didn't even bother with it
0: yeah tumblr's weird So, I mean, so you you get a lot of interaction from, like, asking people stuff and, you know, putting up memes. Um, So, like, yeah, how long have you done that on your social media? Has that been your shtick, like, since you changed it to Steffi Cole or how recent is that? Mm
1: -hmm. So, I've kind of had, like, a little timeline. So, first, when I switched over to Steffi Cole, I was all about Austin Peterson, all about campaigning. So, all I did, day in, day out, was retweet anything about Austin Peterson. I would tweet at people to get their attention about him. So, <clears throat> it was almost like my page was an Austin Peterson campaign page wow. <laughs> or like a fan page. Cool. So, if you looked at it, you'd think I was like completely obsessed, like never did anything else in my life. Um, but then once the campaign was over, I was like, I need to find my own identity online. I'm not Austin Peterson campaign anymore. So then I I just started you know, tweeting out about things I was doing or, you know, things I learned about. And it's almost like an experiment, just trying to figure out what interests people.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So you, yeah. Kinda, yeah. Once you started, you know, that started catching fire and mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And yeah, that that is a good point. You kind of have to think, yeah, you have to cater it for what people like, but also what it's kind of like a YouTube channel where it can't be mm-hmm. completely selfish, but it can't be something you're not interested in. And Yeah, that's a good point. Right,
1: right. So I just kept kind of playing with ideas, you know, seeing what other people were doing, you know, imitating other people that have a lot of followers, you know, just seeing what they do. Yeah. And then you kind of come into your own, you know, develop your own style. So yeah, just all of this kind of comes organically. Just whatever I'm thinking about during the day, I'll just tweet it out in a question, you know? If I'm like eating a salad, I'll be like, "Hmm, I wonder what kind of salad everyone else likes. You know, like I think about the Twitter people as like my friends, you know, Mm -hmm. like I want to share what I'm doing with them.
0: Right. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, as a musician, it's definitely to me, it's just, it's an art form. Just like, you know, building a house, you need a house, Mm -hmm. but it's also an art form. Like you said, you, you can cop, you copy other people. uh, You try not to plagiarize. And I don't Mm -hmm. know where the line is there on memes. I think about that a lot when I, you know, I either retweet yeah. someone or just you know download the meme and use it myself, and I kind of feel bad. Oh, but
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah with memes, I mean, I tax them a lot. You can do that, like hashtag or um, oh hats, what is it? Hats off or something? Huh. The HT.
0: I don't know what that is. No.
1: Um, where basically you give the other person credit, so okay. you know you can tag them in your post.
0: Gotcha. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. So it's just like an, it's just like an art form. I mean, you know, music, there's Mm -hmm. 12 notes and no one owns them. So Mm -hmm. you use them. And if it sounds too much like another song, then someone will be like, dude, that sounds like a chili pepper song, you know, like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. And
1: that's actually what I'm frustrated about with my YouTube videos. I wish I could do more with music. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish I could sing more up to date songs, but those have copyright. Mm -hmm. So it's a struggle to get past that yeah. without breaking rules. Yeah. So that's why I actually chose, um, I sang the Star Spangled Banner on YouTube because that's not copyrighted anymore right. because the song is so old. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, I'll just start singing really old patriotic songs and nobody will get me in trouble.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um- well, I do these uh, live concerts here, like as a live stream, random mm-hmm. Wednesdays and stuff. And I, I, I don't think you uh, get in trouble or anything unless you're monetized. Because I get copyright uh, claims all the time, but I don't okay. get strikes. I mean, I, I cover songs, I do some originals. Um, yeah. But uh, it just, you know, sometimes it's creepy though. Like I'll I'll post the the stream and I'll have a copyright claim before the stream yeah. is like even over. So the wow. robots are watching. Um. So. I don't know, it's interesting, but you know, it's just it's you know, social media is like an art form because and, and it's right. almost every medium too because it's written word, it's music, it's you can put visual art up there and it's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah.
1: Even even like pictures, you know, yeah. if I found a picture online, I'm like, "Oh gosh, can I put this in my video? Is this a copyrighted picture?" I mean, I'm one of those people where I like follow the rules because I'm so scared that I'll be the one person that gets in trouble. <laughs> You know, especially yeah. like making making those campaign graphics for like sure. you really have to make sure you do not get into any copyright stuff Yeah. because that's in the public eye, you know.
0: Wow. So
1: there's no easy answer for for copyright.
0: Yeah, I definitely want to see some of your uh, some of your I, some of your graphics from the campaign. I you know if you say that, you know, they're professional and stuff like that. I want to know what that looks like. That's cool.
1: Well, just uh, if you go on Austin Peterson's page just look at all those except from the very very beginning those were someone else but all the ones up they're all me oh sweet cool Mm
0: -hmm. well i think we're gonna wrap up pretty soon i don't know like 10 minutes or something like that but um what do you yeah what do you use more instagram or twitter like what do you enjoy more i love twitter Twitter. yeah it's awesome yeah
1: (laughs) absolutely twitter Eh, i mean instagram okay you can only do so much on there yeah you know, and you have, to, you have to figure out, oh, what should I post to my story versus on my actual Instagram page? I'm like, what? a story is just like Snapchat. Yeah. Like it goes away. Why do you want something that gets deleted? That's mm-hmm. why I don't do Snapchat.
0: Yeah, me, good point, yeah. Um, I guess I had this written down earlier, but would you ever consider running for office?
1: Mm-hmm. At this very time, not not right now. Mm-hmm. But maybe in the future, I would consider like a very local office. I always say, like, if I moved up north in Michigan to a very rural area, it would be less scary to mm-hmm. run for office because there's not as many people up there. It's more community-oriented. So I could see myself getting in the door that way, maybe, okay. instead of in an extremely competitive race.
0: Yeah, it's definitely scary. I don't know, for some reason, running for office seems scarier than being on the internet, like being a huge you know, person on the internet, not that I am at all, but you know, Yeah. I I
1: mean, Justin Amash is going back to what he was talking about. He was talking about how, if you don't vote with your party, I mean, you, you get ridiculed and you don't see the end of it. You know, Mm. he was basically just talking about, you know, how hard it is to, to truly be principled in government because you get attacked for it. Right. So I don't know if I could take that pressure.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. You have to be a
1: very special person to take that pressure.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I interviewed a guy last week that uh just rent, uh won a city council seat in Maryland in a town in Maryland and he said it's really hard when um basically you have to listen to everyone's concerns and you know they have to feel heard and stuff like that, but he said like most of the time that the, the complaints they bring to him are they're just factually wrong Like even though they feel slighted or feel like they're not getting a fair shake they're just like what do you do when the you have a principal and right. the people are factually wrong about what they're complaining about and you know mm-hmm. you can tell them that but they're also vote. i don't know it's to be at amash's level you know
1: yeah well yeah. this lady in the office she was like you know why don't you listen to the people you know and vote <laughs> on what you know what we want and he's like that's not what it's about at all mm. my job is to uphold the constitution
0: ah yeah, good point
1: you know and and i was like yes it's not to please the people
0: right yeah they vote you in but at the end of the day it's yeah it's mm-hmm. not to. it's and you can almost you could say that about almost anything like military mm-hmm. police uh any public service it's not to make mm-hmm. people happy i mean it's good if you mm-hmm. do and it's not to make you happy either it's yeah, to follow the law and change it through the right means and really tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's why I like talking shit into a microphone. <laughs> that's more, more simple.
1: Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I have so much more to learn. I mean, I would want to be super prepared before I ever ran for anything. I would want to understand the Constitution and be able to talk about it. Because yeah. you, you know, you have to know your stuff if you want to be a good statesman politician
0: oh statesman that's a rough word i mean yeah it's yeah um
1: i I, yeah i i mean i love politicians who are actually statesmen and i think justin amash is a statesman hmm. he proved that to me today
0: cool yeah i'll definitely check out that town hall so i guess the final couple things we'll talk about is like one of the the subjects you seem to like the most on twitter is the florida man um why don't you explain for anyone out there that doesn't know what that like meme or concept is
1: Mm -hmm. So I first heard about it when there was some article that said, type into Google, your birthday and Florida man and see what comes up. So I did that and I'm like, Oh, this is weird. And then you just kept seeing people posting about Florida man. So now the little secret I have whenever I post like news articles on my Twitter, pretty much every morning or throughout the day, I'll type in like keywords into Google. So now I type in Florida Man and I see what pops up every day. Then I share whatever I think is interesting. Hmm. Same with other things. I'll put in keywords like McDonald's. Yeah. I love I love stories about McDonald's, fast food, airplanes. Like I type in all those keywords, and that's how I found my stuff. Okay,
0: gotcha. <laughs> that's my secret. <laughs> um, Sorry, what, yeah, what, what was your uh, um, when you type in your birthday into Florida Man? What's the thing that came up? Yeah, Do you remember. Um,
1: I don't remember that specifically, but I do have some favorite headlines that I think are funny.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lay it on me.
1: Okay, let's see here. (laughs) So I have Florida man threatened to destroy town with army of turtles. (laughs) So that that was interesting. Florida man slaps girlfriend's face with cheeseburger. Yeah,
0: I saw that one. That's rough. Didn't he also throw her down some stairs?
1: I think so. Ugh. But that probably didn't make the headline because, you know, that's that's not funny. It's,
0: it's fake news. <laughs> it's, it's just yeah. Fake, yeah, I
1: just I just like the headlines like I barely read the articles. Obviously, I read the articles enough to know like generally what they're about. But I just pay attention to the headlines. Video catches Florida man in bonnet hiding 28 cans of baby formula under dress, cops say. <laughs> and there's like an actual photo of this guy, you know, with his little bonnet. And it's just like, what in the heck? Um, drunk Florida man arrested at Olive Garden after eating spaghetti with his hands. <laughs> that story went on and on for days. Oh news news outlets kept posting that thing.
0: It's <laughs> so funny. Today's is a Florida man arrested, accused of hitting mom on the head with corn cob.
1: Really? Are you <laughs> yeah, kidding me? That's
0: what it says. Oh for my May gosh! I
1: have to post that. <laughs> that is awesome.
0: It's uh, and it also says uh, Florida man uh, like snake. Snake slithers out of toilet, bites Florida man on arm. So there's a python in the toilet.
1: (laughs) And I find um, there's like Florida woman, too. Oh, gosh. Florida woman, I think she hit a man with a coconut, I believe. And then I just started looking for man or woman as keywords. And then you find all kinds of stories from all different states about men or women. Hmm. So, yeah, there's just funny
0: stories everywhere. Cool. Yeah, that's hilarious. I think I saw some Missouri man and Ohio man they're trying to compete.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, Missouri yeah. man did show himself recently.
0: Cool. That's hilarious. So yeah, I mean I guess I'm gonna just ask you one or two more things and we're gonna get out of here. Um, but um, what uh advice would you have for anyone that's uh any younger people that are trying to get involved in liberty movement or you know, community stuff, things like that?
1: Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, whatever your interest is. Just start, you know, researching it, read books, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos, dive in, educate yourself, and volunteer. Volunteering is the best way to get into anything. I mean, I used to volunteer at like animal shelters and at farms because I'm extremely passionate about animals also. And that was my way to get experience in that world. Same with Warp Tour. I used to volunteer at the Warp Tour. That's uh-huh. how I got behind the scenes. So that I, I felt like I was part of it. You know, uh-huh. and those are experiences that you'll you'll never get unless you volunteer.
0: Yeah. Volunteering at the Warp Tour. That's mm-hmm. legit when you're young. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I was I was advertising the warped rewind at sea. It, it was a cruise. I went on it. It's a cruise where all these bands are on there with you performing.
0: Really? How long ago was was that? Yeah, when was that? Late nineties or early two thousands? Two
1: years ago. Oh, okay. Two years ago.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Mm Warp two have been around for a while.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but they just started doing that cruise. I don't know if they'll have another one.
0: So, what about creating on on YouTube or uh, starting a presence online? Any advice you'd have for younger people or people just starting out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say. Just do what you enjoy, Mm. because obviously you're going to want to get a lot of subscribers, you know, really fast. You know, I even get down on myself, too, you know, where I'm like, why are my followers not coming? Why are my subscribers not coming as fast as these other people? You know, and, and you can get discouraged, but just keep doing what you enjoy. You know, as long as you enjoy it, it's worth it
0: is there anything you would do differently if you could like rewind the clock start doing this again five or six years ago like anything you would change
1: i would have allowed myself to explore my passion because i um i stop myself from doing a lot of things um like my anxiety stops myself you know like from getting out here even you know like on youtube and doing live streams and whatnot that's scary you know it's very scary to be out you know in the public eye Uh. so i would say i would have just done it you know just go for it dive in what do you have to be afraid of yeah i say yolo you know you just whatever your passion is explore it don't wait
0: cool yeah, it took me like a year and a half to get not not unscared. I'm I'm used to being on stage, and so I don't really have uh, anxiety. But you know, you're using your first name, putting your face up there. What are you gonna say? You know, right. am I full of shit? Probably. Yeah. I don't think. And
1: and when people criticize, I mean, you know, even like as small as I am, like people still criticize me, and yeah, yeah it bothers me. But then I'm like, you know what? Who cares? Just as long as I'm happy with what I'm doing, that's all that matters.
0: Cool. Yeah. All right. So we're going to get out of here. Why don't you uh, tell people where to find you? And um, your links are uh, linked in the show description and stuff like that for people to click, but where can people find you? Check out your work online.
1: Sure. So Twitter is where I am most often. I tweet all throughout the day. (laughs) So my, uh, my username is at Steffi, S-T-E-F-F-I underscore Cole, C-O-L-E. That's the same on Instagram. That's also my Goodreads account where you can see a whole list of books that I want to read and all the books that I have read and am reading.
0: Nice.
1: Um, And then my YouTube is just Steffi Cole, S-T-E-F-F-I-C-O-L-E. But apparently if you put Steffi underscore Cole in the YouTube address, it'll still come up with my channel. So it works also. Okay. Yeah.
0: The robots are taking over. It's awesome. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, coming out tonight. It was really good to talk to you.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: All right. We'll interact on the interwebs. uh, All right. I want to thank everyone who checked this out today and also the ones who checked this out after today. That was uh, Call Me Ignorant. You can catch my stream, The Daily Ignoramus, every weekday, midday. Follow me on Twitter at IgnoramusSteve or send me an email at StephenIgnoramus at gmail.com you can also check this out in podcast form after the fact on apple Podbean, Spotify, and Google play just got accepted to Google play today. Pretty cool. Cool. My guest today, my guest today was, uh, Steffi Cole. You can find her stuff out there linked in the show description. Hope everyone enjoyed the conversation. Go inform yourselves. Peace out.